You're at the right place at the right time. You found the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. It's super califragilistic, I hope you enjoy the show. If you're like me, you're going to laugh a lot. We invite you to pull up a chair. Be Relax and get ready to take a trip to the vacation kingdom of the world. So, grab your magic bands and your Mickey ears. Here we go. Because it's time for another episode of the Mousecapades Podcast. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's our problem. Friday, Mousecapades listeners. We made it. It's the end of another week. Thank goodness. How many more weeks left to school do we have? Eight and a half more days after today. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? I'm serious. Well, that's awesome. I really didn't realize that. Well, you've been bragging that you don't have oh to gosh. do as many as so, the rest right. of us. So that means six and a half for, for Mr. Mawa. Mr. Mawa. Yeah. Yes. Vicki, you brought something up to me that our engineer slash producer, Brad, has suggested. And he wants us to start listing the episodes. By now, number. He, by number. Now, is he suggesting when we save the file or while we're actually recording? So that when people want to go back like he does and listen to a specific episode or if like he was trying to point something out to me the other day that he right. heard and didn't realize... And he had to keep going back. And they weren't, they were in listener based order. They were not in episode order. Okay, got it. Well, for Brad and our listeners, this is episode 293, by the way. Yes. And technically, we have way more. We lost like 19 episodes this past summer. Yeah. About 20 episodes. So it actually would be 20 more, but they're gone. So this is actually now number 293. Of the Mouse Capades podcast. That is correct. And as always, check out our friends at WaltExpress.com. You can become a Disney expert. You can find out the deals, tips, and even anything Disney information that you would like to know. Just go to WaltExpress.com. So this episode was suggested by our friend Lee, and we've done similar episodes like this, Nick. Yes, we have. And I have it down to a six-step process. And I, in a couple years ago, actually it was around this time, I laid out like my six-step process. Maybe it was five steps. I'll have to go in here and look at my notes. But... Uh, in this episode also, I'm gonna it's gonna be more of a do as I say, not as I do, because now that I'm saying my vacations are the exception, I just do them a little bit differently. But if it's your first time planning your vacation, I'm gonna give you uh, some steps that you can follow. But first, I do wanna say, Vixter, um, I would suggest using travel agents, to be honest with you, because here are some of the benefits that you get from using a travel agent, especially travel agents like Vicki Black and, and Nick, Nick Iman, right? Uh, through us and waltexpress.com, you get that Disney knowledge. You know, if you're doing it on your own, maybe you do have a vast uh, knowledge when it comes to Disney and park planning and the entertainment and all the stuff that's involved with the parks. But using a Disney travel agent, you're going to have that Disney knowledge of the do's and the don'ts, right? Right. Uh, 
a good example of this was that lady that was pregnant that went on that Disney cruise just recently. Yes. And if she actually used a Disney travel agent, she would have known that she was um, too many weeks against, right, too yeah. many weeks into her pregnancy. And they and weren't going to allow no, her. No, and they turned her away. So if she went through an actual travel agent, right. they would have told her right then and there, hey, look, man, you're going to be, you're too far along. You can't even take this Disney vacation. Right. Now, another benefit, it's free. Nothing uh, costs you, the listener, if you book through us. We've had a handful of listeners already book their uh, Disney destination trip through us already. Uh, Disney uh, travel agents such as ourselves can save you some money, you know, with the Stephanie's trip. Yes. I ended up saving her like $142 by calling Disney back and saving her some money. Right. Uh, and Disney was going to charge her and not really say much about it. But um, there were some options that uh, were automatically given to her when she was booking. And I was like, oh, we can save money here if we just right. do this. And I called it in and booked it and, and saved her some cash. Um, you know, you have more uh, knowledge on dining fast passes and having those reservations all booked for you. We definitely do that. You've done them for your friends and family and... clients that you've booked with and and I do as well so we can definitely help you with that and like difficult situations while you're at the park we can be that liaison you know talking to Disney Uh, we can you know put together your itinerary for all of your planning we definitely do that and our clients have loved it you know you just sat down this past weekend yeah with a client of yours and put together the entire itinerary right well I laid it out we met last weekend to talk about what fast passes that they were hoping for because they're coming upon their 60 days and what they were shooting for and what they, they wanted to follow what I was saying because they decided that a nap in the middle of the day or a rest for them was going to work well for their family. I know it doesn't work for, well for everybody, but it does work for our family. And they did find that their children got a little irritable the last time they took a trip. And as you always say, you're not unless you're not at Disney unless you're hearing a screaming child or right. a crying baby. So I just encourage you to, even if you're only away for a couple hours, it's just nice down for you. So we sat down and talked about all of that. I typed it up and I sent it to her this week, letting her know and making sure that was what that they want they what they wanted because the 60 days is going to come up probably this week and I also put in the confirmation numbers to the res- the restaurants that they did decide to eat from and um, then I just told her I will once I book the fast passes then I will tell her what else is in that area I like to let our guests know if they're by a fast pass in Tomorrowland I don't want them to have to jump all the way to Frontierland and you're the same way Nick you don't want to bounce them back and forth in the park because that just wears you out even more especially when it's hot outside in the summer right 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 so how do you want to do this episode of Vixter do you kind of just want to lay it out together how we how we how we sure. both you and I plan trips for our clients or do you want to do it Vicky's way and Nick's way because I know we differ on some things uh, but uh, we have a lot of commonalities um, it doesn't it really doesn't matter as well I mean, you can just, first you pick the date, right? Right. So part of, yeah, part of my, my first uh, step is to pick a date. And some things you need to take in consideration are when uh, the peak seasons are within the calendar year. Yes. So you can do a, a simple search, go online and search Disney Crowd Calendar, and you can see where Disney is extremely busy and when they're at their low point. You know, typically for me and my, and my own personal experiences, Disney isn't as crowded the week before things. Thanksgiving and uh, geez, the last time I went, it was well, it was late August, so it was like the last week of August as well uh, on the weekend, and it was for a weekend because uh, I remember school had just started, right? And I, that's where everybody was. Sleeping. I asked, right? I asked the wife, I'm like, hey, look, man, I need to get away, you know, just let me go for the weekend, and, and I did, and she was very grateful and let me go. Thanks, Aaron, by the way. And I remember just being extremely 
slow. And so I went online and started looking at crowd calendars and things like that. And I realized, you know, that last week of August and the week right before Thanksgiving, it's extremely slow. And uh, especially your months right there uh, in January, those are some good months to go as well. Of course, that's when they're doing a lot of refurbishments and that's something you got to look at as well. But, you know, pick that date. And it's very, very important. Sometimes you're tied down. You could, like teachers, us, you know, let's let's use us as an example. Our summer vacations, you know, start beginning of June. We go back at the end of July. And we get two breaks in the fall and one in October and then one in March. But the March one's usually pretty, pretty busy with spring breakers and things like that. Right. But you just, you want to pick that date. Well, you could go at Christmas like I do, but it is right. busy. You have to go in with the mindset that you're there to have fun with your family and do what you can do and hoping that you'll be able to go back like we do at least every other year or every few years to ride the thing so you don't have to feel like you have to do everything every time. Next on my steps, you need to pick a place to stay. And that also depends on how much money you're willing to spend. Disney has it has three tiers. They have the value resorts, the moderate resorts, and the deluxe resorts. It just depends how much money you're willing to spend, park versus resort, and resort versus park. I typically, in my, my own personal experiences, I go for uh, a more of a value resort. Sometimes I branch out and go moderate. Depends what type of experience that I want that year. Uh, but just like like this year, Aaron and I are still picking a value. We're staying at Pop Century, but um, but it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's a really it. it's a really cool resort. So you got to pick that resort, it's, right? You know how many, and that also depends on how many people you have. Yes. I mean, if you have four or less, you can definitely, we can get you, uh, you can get yourself into a value resort. If you have more, there are also, there's a value resort called Art of Animation, also referred to as the AOA. And they have Cars, Finding Nemo, and Lion King suites that you can uh, get yourself into. And Disney will accommodate up to six people. And those suites are amazing. I've stayed in those a handful of times and they're awesome. So you need to pick the resort that works for you. If you're a family of four, you're golden because families of four, that's just most of the hotels from Valley you all the way up to the deluxe are set for those families. There are others that we can find for you. I know there's a family that's looking to go in either fall this year or in the spring next year, and there's 10 of them. So they're limited to their possibilities without having to book two hotel rooms, which they were trying not to do. But that's one another thing that's for Nick and I. That's for Nick and I to do. If you... Want us to help you? We'll do all the footwork because it's sometimes frustrating if you don't know as much about Disney. Like we know that we know that Caribbean Beach can fit five in a room. We know that he knows that AOA has the six room. So we know where to start and where to go from there. So that is another plus to using a trail advisor for sure. And when you're picking where to stay, you have two options. Basically, you can you can choose to stay off site, which I have, and you can choose to stay on property. Now, some of the advantages of staying on property, you have access to free Disney transportation, fast pack, or excuse me, fast pass bookings, uh, 60 days out if you're staying on a resort. If you're off-site, you have 30 days out is when you can start making those fast passes. Ability to actually use those magic, uh, extra magic hours that we're talking about in all of our episodes. You can use the Disney dining plan. So if you want to pay for those vouchers up front, and that also depends on the size of your family and what your experiences Mm -hmm. you you want to partake in and how much food you want to eat. Uh, Just being immersed in the Disney bubble, right? The theming throughout the resorts and things like that, especially the art of animation. I'm going to pick on them again. The AOA and the pops, right? The theming 
scene is is pretty neat. It's, it's out of this world. So cool. yeah. well, so so are the all stars resorts no, 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 as they well. Are. Just being immersed in that Disney bubble and staying on site versus off site. There's no other. I mean, you just have to go and experience it to know what we're truly talking about. And just like Steph, who just got back from her vacation, you know, she didn't. It was her first time. She had no idea what we were talking about when we talked about the Disney bubble. But once she was there, yeah. it was her aha moment. She realizes, and she was in right, it. Right, and she had the Disney blues on our way back, and she's already trying to plan right, her next plan trip. Next with trip, us. and she's and, pregnant right now. Right, and she wants to go anyway. She's yes. like, I, I don't care. I just need to be immersed again in that Disney bubble. It's worth every penny, and, and it really is. The the ability to send uh, all of your souvenirs that you purchase back to your room. That's a benefit of, of staying on site and be, having things charged to your room. The ability just to swipe that band and just have it charged. Yeah, and not have to carry your wallet with you. You can right. lock that up in the safe and every room has a safe. So you could lock up your wallet in the safe and know that it's secure because you're the one that's carrying the key. So here are my three categories. We said earlier that, you know, Disney breaks it up between value resorts, moderate and deluxes. And you're probably going to agree here with, with this one, Vic. As far as a value resort, hands down, pop century and art of animation. No, I I totally agree. I just, that sometimes, depending on how big your family is, the art of animation can run the same as a moderate. No, it can. The moderate resort category, I love uh, Riverside and uh, Port Orleans. I would suggest that for the moderate. I know you also like Caribbean Beach Club as well. I like Caribbean Beach, and we really enjoyed Coronado Springs as well, and they are building a 10, I want to say a 10-story hotel-like onto their resort, so it's going to be set up a little bit differently kind of thing, because they are a convention center as well, and they do host a lot of different uh, events throughout the year. So best value uh, as far as in the deluxe category is the beach club. Would you agree? Oh, I I actually don't price that because I really want to go there, and I'm just waiting for the time that I... It doesn't, money is not as tight. But I mean, if you're looking for just a deluxe hotel, anyone on that monorail loop. Yes. Is going to is going to be good for you. I would, you know, I would suggest possibly looking at prices at the Contemporary first and making your way around right. Polynesia and then Grand Floridian. Yes. And you know, going from there. But uh so those are those are the pros of staying on property. Now, my next uh step 3 in my six step process would be you, you got to make a plan. You that's when you start planning your itinerary. What parks are you going to hit up? When are they busy? When are they less busy? You know, when are the roads less traveled? That's when you really want to take advantage, uh, optimal advantage of the parks during those times. And sometimes it's kind of hard to figure out when, what days, uh, what parks are going to be busier than others. But there are, like I said, there are crowd calendars all over the internet that you can look at. And for the most part, they are spot on. Sometimes you'll look up a crowd calendar and it could go either way in my personal experience. Right. You know, sometimes where they said, you know, Magic Kingdom is super busy, stay away from it. I've gone to it anyway because I'm stubborn and I want to go there. And I'm like, it's not that bad. I've seen, I've seen much busier, you know? Right, right. So, and I've also seen places like Epcot where they say, oh, go to Epcot because it's the least traveled today. <laughs> and it's slammed. Like, right. literally, the last time I was out there, I'm looking at these crowd calendars. I went to Epcot because they said, that's going to, and that's why I'm just picking on it. Right. This crowd calendar, I'm not going to list any specific site that it came from. said, hey, visit Epcot today. It's going to be the least traveled park. I get there. Even the... Figment's ride was all the way out the building. All well, everybody wrapped, looked at that same trail. Wrapped right, wrapped around the building. You know those restrooms right. are back there, all the way in the very back. How it loops all the way around. It's not that good of a ride, people. For Figment, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this is clearly not the day you should be at Epcot. If this is the way it's looking. But when I started walking in the showcase, like that Figment ride was an indicator because boy was it busy. Right, and it was busy. So after. We pick, or I pick the resort with for myself or with whoever I'm working with. Then I say, how many days are you going to buy 
tickets to the park and are you going to do a park hopper? When it's a first timer, a lot of times I won't say to do a park hopper because I remember we were so overwhelmed the first time that we went there with the park hopper and we went to uh, my friend Angela who listens to the show. She planned our trip for us and she wanted us to have the most magical experience because she didn't realize uh, what a monster she was creating. Actually, she didn't realize if we would ever get to come back again or, you know, even if we did, how many years would it be? And so she was trying to maximize our time, but it was overwhelming for people who had never been there before and didn't know the park. Now that I know the park, I don't mind doing the pot proper. So that's something to consider too. If that's what you like to do is hop around, then more power to you. But if you want four days of parks, know which parks you want to do. You might want to look them up and see which ones work for your family. Some people like to eliminate a park. Like right now we had some friends that went and they did a three-day ticket and they wanted to know which park. Well, at the moment, Hollywood Studios doesn't have a lot going on. There are some cool things there, but it's the smallest park to offer right now. Do you agree? It, um, you know, I used to say that, but I, th- but it's about to explode with No, 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 it is, mm-hmm. but I'm saying but I when they went. Can, but I think you can find things, you know? You can always find something. And that's when a travel agent with the Disney knowledge right. comes in effect. Now, it's all about what makes sense to your family. I mean, if you have kids that are younger and you have three days, I would suggest at least three days in the park, just like you were talking about. Right. But if you have kids that are younger, maybe the magic, maybe spending two days in Magic Kingdom, right, and one in Animal Kingdom would be best for you, for right. all kids. But if you have uh, teens or preteens, you want to hit up Hollywood Studios, right? But, right. So our friends, that uh, the trip that I'm booking for our friends right now, they're going to do um, five days. No, excuse me, six days. And they were trying to determine which parks would work best. So we talked through, here again, it's the knowledge that we have because we've been to the parks. We talked through what each park has to offer and they picked the ones that they thought were going to be the most fun for them. And so they found out that they were going to do two Magic Kingdom days and two Animal Kingdom days. And then they wanted to do, uh, split those up with a Hollywood Studio Day and an Epcot Day. And then once we did that, then we went through and said, okay, which fast passes? So so we're just getting ahead. We're, you know, laying that out before the 60 days gets there. So you know what you're going to be looking for for yourself or for whoever you're working with. Yeah, because once you know what park you're going to, obviously, yeah, you bring up a good point. You want to go ahead and start making those fast pass reservations. And if you're staying in another perk, if you're staying on resort 60 days, if you're off campus or off site, you can only do it 30 days in advance. And they do go fast. Yes, they do. I was just talking about Toy Story Midway Mania. Yes. And I started making fast pass reservations for my June trip on the, the first day that morning that I was able to make fast pass reservations. I couldn't find any Toy Story Midway Mania available for any of the days that I I was there and I'd only it only been open on my account my, my Disney experience app for hours right and so I don't know what's going on there you know like they're just people took them they snagged them well you know? I don't think they're doing that many because they just have the one entrance right now right where uh, and they're gonna reconvene that for when the Toy Story land actually opens on June 30th so that is a little tricky so once you figured out what day what park you know your fast passes, fast passes. you definitely want to start looking at dining options and this is where we call them ADRs advanced dining reservations and you were talking about that family you know that you know you book for a family who's never been before Right. You're not going to, I mean, you want to offer park hopper options for them because maybe they want that freedom right. to go wherever they want to no, go. No, I and said see, it was up to them. But. And see a night show somewhere else. Like, I love to spend the day somewhere, take a nap, and then go at night somewhere else to see a show or something like that. That's or see what the, we're going to do this That's time. when everything comes to life, as you say. Everything's more vibrant, especially over at, at Animal, Animal Kingdom. Kingdom. I will say Animal Kingdom is beautiful. At right. Night. They really all are. But man, Animal Kingdom, I have more of appreciation for it this last go I around. think it's because it was so mysterious to us before because we usually had to leave there by five 
five o'clock. Six o'clock is the latest I ever remember being open until Pandora. Well, it used to be a half-day park, and now they've really stretched it out to where you can spend the whole day there. And I mean, and that's what it needs to be. And we filled our... We, we filled our day with our family the right. entire day at that park. So picking dining options, you know, making those ADRs. It all depends on what Disney dining plan you want. We have, first off, you have the quick service dining plan. You have the regular Disney dining plan and the deluxe Disney dining plan. So a quick serve dining plan is two quick serve meals, uh, counter service, and two snacks per day. Now, here's the thing where Nick and my knowledge come in handy is we know what to get the most for your money because if you've never had the dining plan, you can get easily messed over. They will give you um, a bagel, cream cheese, and milk as a quick serve, or you can go to some place as nice as Wolfgang Puck Express and get this gourmet meal, literally, and it's the same thing. They're just going to take your points. They're hoping for those people. Snack credit is what you're saying. No. We're talking about a bagel. No. So you're talking about quick serve then at this point? Yeah, they... Using your quick serve for a bagel? Because I, this guy was about to do it and I said, um, how many snack points do you have? I know he thought I was a freak, but I was like, dude, you could use two snack points right there for that. So with a quick serve. save your quick serve. Right. With quick serve, you're saying two quick service and then one snack. No, Um, two snacks and a a refillable mug. So there are places you can go when you have the quick serve that make it feel like it's a sit-down experience. Yes. You mentioned Wolfgang, Wolfgang and Puck, sorry. Wolfgang and Puck Express, yeah. yeah. And like like places like Be Our Guest Restaurant as well. Yes. You know, those, those are two, and those are just two examples where you have the sit-down dining experience and Disney's only going to charge you the table service credit. Now, how long that's going to last is up for debate. We've been talking about that for, oh my gosh, about two years now. Yeah. When are they going to take it away? Because Disney's been taking away a lot as of recently because they, they want more, you know, want to get more money. Well, of course. But uh, using a travel agent, we can definitely stretch out that dollar and get more bang for your buck. Correct. And, and that's just an example of it. Also, with your snack credits that come with all these uh, dining meals, always ask, you know, can I use this as a snack credit? Right. No matter how big it may be, always, you know, the meal itself, can I use this for a snack credit? Because you'd be surprised on how much you can get for a snack credit, and you'll also be surprised on how little you can get for a snack credit. And you they will, won't tell you. And they will not, unless you ask. Right. So, um... Do you want a banana or, or do you want pancakes, right? I mean, like, which right. one are you going to use for your Do you want a banana or you want one now, of those caramel apples? I'm not saying you can get pancakes. I'm just saying... Right. The snack credit is basically anything that would cost around $5. That's a rule of thumb. Is going to be your snack credit. Now, I've gotten things that cost almost $10 and utilize as a snack credit. Right. I've also used items that would cost you $2 and use as a snack credit as well. The next uh, Disney dining plan we have is the regular Disney dining plan, and that's when you have one sit down, one quick serve, and one snack. Two snacks. It's two or excuse snacks me, now. two snacks, right? And a refillable mug. And a refillable mug. Thank you very much. I um, really don't use a lot of my snacks. I'll be honest. When I'm walking around the parks, I often forget about my snacks. Right. And I typically don't get the dessert with my meals because I know you can use one of those snacks for dessert. Yes, that that uh, is something that's changed in the last your, two years. Right. In the last two years, if you didn't know, and this is probably going to confuse a lot of our listeners right now, it used to be where you only got one snack because you got a dessert with one of your sit down or a dessert with your sit down meal. And you felt like you had to have it. Right, and you'd eat it even if you're full. Well, Correct. a lot of people were calling into Disney and leaving, well, leaving feedback. And I'm so glad that Disney listened because the feedback was, if I don't want to use my dessert, can I use that for something else later on? And so Disney came out a couple years back and said, hey, look, you know, you know guests, we'll, we'll let you use that dessert for a Disney dining uh, credit for a snack. And so... At the end of my trips, I have a ton of snacks left over, and I usually stop at the confectionery and pick up a whole bunch of stuff. Right, and that is what we did, too. 
But, you know, so utilizing that extra dining point or excuse me, that quick serve, going to places like Wolfgang and Puck and mm-hmm. Be Our Guest Restaurant, having that sit down, but also having that actual sit down experience with your sit down credit. Right. You're right with your sit down table service credit. Correct. So you have two for the price of one. Right. Finally, we have the deluxe dining service. So the deluxe dining service is a little bit different. It's three meals. Now you can interchange them. They can be all table service, which means you're not going to be spending a lot of time in the park because you're going to be mostly in a restaurant. But if that's what you're going for, if you're there for like a romantic trip or a couple's trip or an anniversary trip or something like that without kids, you may want to do that. I don't know. But your three meals are your choice. They can be table service or they can be quick serve. You also get the two snacks and the refillable mug. Something that's new this year is when you're ordering your drink, if you're 21 or older, you may also order an adult beverage for your drink. However, it is not refillable like soda or tea or um, I'm trying to think, uh, milkshakes, I think, are even sometimes refillable, depending on... Uh, yeah, I think oh, it they is, are. I think it is at Sci-Fi. I'm not positive on that. You might want to ask, though. You don't need a refillable shake. That'd be make your stomach... No, I anyway. I've never heard of that before. It isn't... I thought that she told Bro- okay. Joey that, but I could be oh, mistaken. Um, so... And you can't go with your fake Mickey IDs either. They won't serve you alcohol if you have <laughs> a fake ID with Mickey on it. So, anyways, if you are 21, you are allowed to get an adult beverage this year. That is new. That has not been the case in the, in the past. However, when your drink is gone, you're going to be expected to drink water or you can pay for a different beverage on your own, which is perfectly fine too. That is just something that Disney's adding. And I think it's interesting because it's definitely going to be more than a regular beverage. Most beverages run three or $4. You can ask Nick. I usually drink water or tea, so I don't always know. But I know a lot of people were very excited. A lot of people that were visiting there this year that they were going to be able to have the choice to have an adult beverage as one of their drinks with their meals. Yeah, because of a lot of a lot of adults don't even realize that they have adult beverages at Walt Disney World. They think it's a place just for children, right? Correct. And, you know, Walt, though, if he had his way and he was still alive, he wouldn't serve adult beverages. He wouldn't have alcohol. We all know, as the story goes, St. Louis almost had a, their own very own Disneyland that was going to be in a glass bubble. Right. You know, and he fought with uh, Augie Bush. And because Augie Bush with Budweiser, uh, Bush Beer, wanted to have his drinks in Disneyland in St. Louis and they fought tooth and nail and as the story goes they had a, this big dinner it was signing night Walt flew in from Cali all the way to St. Louis was going to sign the final paperwork with all of his lawyers and, and so was uh, Augustus Bush known as Augie and yes. uh, for the listeners if they don't know and they got into a fight and both were bullheaded as we both know yes and it was a no deal because Augie wanted his uh, drinks all over the park and Walt was only going to give him a specific section out of sight of children. Oh, so like the children would not be able to see uh, adults drink. Well, it's kind of like in the olden times when they didn't want people to know that adults smoked. Uh, it's in uh, Saving Mr. Banks actually. The, the smoking and drinking people, they were in a tent. Remember they were in a special tent? Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. Um, the dad, he was in a special tent and that's where people were smoking and drinking and I, I think it was to keep it hidden from the kids. So my last tip uh, or step, I should say, planning your Walt Disney vacation. The very last one is all the extras. What are you there for? Are you there celebrating the birth of a child? Are you there for celebrating a birthday, an anniversary, a divorce? Maybe a graduation. A, a graduation. Uh, there are a whole bunch of extras that you can do. You know, you can have uh, special things sent to 
rooms wherever you're staying. Maybe it's an anniversary and you want some flowers or, or a chocolate rose or whatever it may be sent to your room, a card. You can do that. All the extras at the restaurants. You know, when yes. Steph went on her vacation, she, she was celebrating uh, the birth of her new baby, soon-to-be mm-hmm. baby. And so I put that in the notes and they celebrated. They gave her cards, you know, at the resort. Right. They announced it. Uh, kind of didn't announce it to the whole crowd, but right. acknowledged it, right, over at Ohana. Yep. And, uh, they just, it's those little tiny touches that you could do yourself or through your travel agent and that just make your experience that much more magical. That is so one So adding the pixie dust would yeah. be my last step. That's the one uh, thing that is always cool at the California Grill when we go there because we do celebrate that as our anniversary dinner because it is such a nice dinner besides Christmas. They always have the table decorated with confetti and the last couple times that we've come back, it says, welcome back. Thank you for choosing to spend your anniversary with us again. The fact that they remember that we did that before. Right. So well, that has to be somewhere in... What's in their notes, Vic? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. But right. I mean, most places don't keep notes of that stuff. Well, Disney, Disney does. It's all about the little things. Right. You know, this is bad to, to bring this up, but Pablo Escobar, one thing that he said about Disney is that it was very clean and well-organized. Because and they, yeah. So well-organized, you take that. Going back to your notes, um, and, and granted, I don't... I hate to mention that guy, but... Oh, yeah, it's fine. You know, lots of people other than Pablo mention that, but lots of people say how tidy, how clean, how organized everything is down to the little details. We say that down to the rides. We say that down to everything inside the parks, right? And the flowers and everything. Uh, Same rules apply with their their systems, you know? Uh, They're going to put those notes in on all the families because Disney wants you to feel that they're only catering to you. Correct. You know, they want to make that experience that much more magical. That's what I love. Even though I know that's what they're doing, right? I feed off of that. I love that when I go. Well, right? sure. It's it's, it's we a pretty feel cool like experience. We're special. So, just to recap, some things that I do when I'm planning a vacation is you got to pick the date, choose where to stay, make a daily plan, pick dining options, and basically adding that extra magic, spreading that pixie dust. Now, I will say, after you pick your dining plan and you're making your reservations for your ADRs, your advanced dining reservations, this is what I do. And I don't know if most people do this, but... I do not do this. That's what I think So, funny. yeah, you don't do this because... Uh, I don't. Why don't you do this? Because I never thought of it before. I pick what park I'm going to, and I decide, like, so if we're going to be at Magic Kingdom, then that's probably going to be Ohana Day, because I know I go to Ohana on the day I'm going to go to Magic Kingdom. And I never thought to just grab as many... So I will grab, listeners, as many advanced dining reservations as I can every single day all over the parks. Because, I, I mean, I know where I'm going to be that day, and I know what I kind of want to eat. But I still want the option to go where I want to go just days out. Like if I'm feeling 50s prime time, right? Right. But then like a couple days out, I'm like, you know what? I really don't want to eat there. I want to eat at Sci-Fi. Or I want to eat at the Liberty Tree Tavern in the Magic Kingdom. Right. Because I'm going to get those park hopper passes. I just want my options to be endless. I don't want to be tied down even though you are to a schedule. I still want to have some flexibility. And so also that prevents others from taking your dining reservations. Because if you make them too late, you're not going to get in. Right. So and that you, is something that's really important to remember because so many people, we've been to so many restaurants when we've been there and they're like, what do you mean you don't take walk-ins? Well, I that's that's where definitely a travel advisor agent, whatever, comes in handy or a friend that's been there. I mean, haven't you been to the parks and you're like, man, I wish we could eat at this restaurant, but you can't. 
Well, yeah. Because you didn't make the dining reservation. Correct. Or you've made your reservations, but you start to change your mind 30 days out. Right. And then you realize, oh, it's too late. I tried getting reservations for that restaurant. I kind of want to swap right. them and I can't get them now. If I would have booked them 180 days out and right. just snagged it then, I would at least have the option. Right. And that's what I was going to suggest for all my clients. Snag. And, I'll, and I've done this with my clients. We'll sit down and we'll snag as many ADRs as we can. And as it gets closer to your trip and you start weeding out the places you don't want to go to, right. at least you have those options. Because if you don't snag them, the options may not even be there. And we ran into that with a couple of our clients that we've sat right. down with where the options weren't there. It, it's sad. Because we want you to have the most magical trip that we can possibly plan for you or help you plan or guide you through. And looking at your face knowing you didn't get everything that you wanted is hard for us. So Nick's right. You should grab those. I just, I don't know why, Nick, that I never thought to do that. It's something that, you know, it's out there for you because as long as you cancel it within 24 hours, before 24 hours of the reservation, you can keep it, right? Right. So when you get into that uh, gray area within the 24 hour period, it just depends on who who has the final say, who's going to charge you, who's on that other end of that True. computer. So we get 48 hours in to be the, safe. In the system, uh, I've been charged. I have not been charged within that within that 24-hour window. Right. Uh, one of our listeners suggested, why don't you modify it and move it to a different day? Yes, that was like a good suggestion. two days out. And so if you have it on Monday, push it to Wednesday, then cancel it that day or the next day and see if that works. I don't know if that works. I haven't tried that out yet. Right. But I'd be interested in, in knowing if it does work. Yeah, it would be interesting. As a matter of fact, sure. I really want to know if that works because that's a tool that we can use and put in our place in our toolbox. 407-674-0414. Let us know. Text it to us. That is basically how we do it. We would love to be the person that helps you plan it. I know we say this over and over again and people can't imagine why we get so excited planning a trip for someone else, but we get joy out of watching your faces and then hearing your stories when you get back because it's just as much fun for us to do that as it is to actually be there. I know that sounds strange, But you will know once you get there, as our friend Stephanie did when she came back. She's like, I so know what you guys are talking about. So just to let our listeners know, there are some fun things and tools that you can play around with if you're a first timer and you're booking your Disney vacation. Some things that you might not know. uh, Basically, you know, there's no gum in the park, so you can't buy gum anywhere. So if you're a gum chewer, um, you You can't buy it in Orlando Airport. Right. You you have to bring it with you. Buy it at a gas station if you're driving in or or whatnot. But there's no gum. So you're going to want to have to to buy that gum in advance. Disney transportation. I've waited in line where it's two minutes, it's the bus is already there, two, it's been an hour, and I haven't seen a single bus. So always bank on is gonna take much longer than you expect. That'll make your trip much more enjoyable, or just Uber. Because if I'm waiting 10 or more minutes, I'm going to Uber it and, and get there as fast as I can. Let's see, one more thing I want to talk Oh, yeah, you can get a wake-up call from your favorite Disney character. So you can call that in and say, hey, I want a wake-up call at this time in the morning, like 5 a.m. And it's going to be a cool uh, character that's going to call your room and say, hey, wake up, such and such family. Yeah, you let know? your child answer the phone. It, right. It's pretty cool. Um, so you've done it. Yes. That, that's cool. You're going to walk a lot. Like, wear comfortable shoes. The, wear comfortable shoes. I've worn flip-flops. And you I are crazy. And I was fine. I was at Epcot, too of all parks. Oh my gosh. Epcot and Animal Kingdom, I believe. Uh, the two largest parks. I was fine though. Feet did hurt by the end of the day on both days, but but it was all good. So My um, suggestion is though, bring at least two pairs of shoes as my son found out because if you get rained on or 
You go on yeah. a water ride, you're going to have squishy feet for the rest of the week. You can trade pens with the cast members, so don't forget that. If you come across a cast member that has a lanyard full of pens, you can always trade your pens for they a cool, to. sweet Disney pen. They cannot tell you no, by the way. I know. They cannot say no. Brita water bottles. Our friend Stephanie did that this time. Nick always talks about how lovely the water tastes in, oh, in Orlando. Man. Uh, Disney's app, uh, the My Disney Experience app, where you can make fast pass reservations and dining reservations and look at your times. Don't forget that. Disney provides that, and it's definitely a useful tool. Those are just some items uh, that I wanted to bring up for you, and don't don't uh, be shocked if on your way home, on that day one, if you're having Disney Blues. Yeah, no That's kidding. one thing you really have to talk with your, cli- with your clients. You really do have the Disney Blues, so as a heads up, but best practice to get to get away from that is just to plan your next Disney vacation. I was going to say, just plan your trip while you're there. Do, hopefully you can do a, a back-to-back trip situation. So as always, we want you to go ahead and check out our friends over at WaltExpress.com. If you want to become a Disney expert and find out more deals, tips, and all things Disney-related, go ahead and check them out. WaltExpress.com. If you have a comment, question, or want to be a guest on the show, text us or email us. 407-674-0414. MouseCapadesPodcast at gmail.com. Looking to book your next Disney vacation through professionals like us, Nick and Vicky, you can always email us. Travel at MouseCapadesPodcast.net. Vixter, I think it's about that time. Peace. And love. Have, have a magical, magical day, day, my friends. friends. You've been listening to the all-new Mousecapades podcast. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. And have a magical day.